Hello everybody, welcome back to Properly Purple. My name is Tommy, I'm your host. You can find me on Twitter, at SkullHype, or here on the Variety Sports Network. A good group of guys just looking to have fun, talk about their favorite sports teams and leagues. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Hope you guys are enjoying the content we're putting out. Uh, hopefully uh, put out a little more for you. I know we're always expanding shows, so feel free to reach out if you guys are interested in talking about your own topics as well. Uh, well, uh, last week, obviously, I wasn't able to have a show. I apologize, I had technical difficulties with my laptop here. Uh, computer's back and running smoothly now. Um, so we're going to do a double whammy for you this week. We're going to recap that god-awful Philadelphia Eagles game, and then we're going to talk about the uh, heart-wrenching victory, comeback victory over the Detroit Lions and kind of compare the similarities and differences we saw. Uh, so let's kind of jump right in it. Week 2, Monday night, Philadelphia Vikings with a chance to make a huge statement with huge, two huge wins nobody really gave them a chance to make, and they blew it, flat-out blew it. Uh, they left. They let Jalen Hurts run ramp, rampant all over their defense. Uh, Miles Sanders, I recall, having a pretty good game. They also let A.J. Brown do things. They let the receivers over the middle uh, kind of just run all over them, and it kind of looked like they played weak and scared. They were not prepared. The Eagles were a better football team that night, and the Eagles, I think, are showing that they're actually a very good football team right now. I think that uh, as far as how they've looked. They're one of, if not the best team in the NFC right now. They're hot. They're young. They're confident. Something that team has really lacked, I can think, for a while with their whole quarterback controversy with Jalen Hurts and uh, Carson Wentz. Um, now Hurts has kind of really fully taken the reins and uh, gotten them to uh, really open up their offense using his feet. Using uh, He's got a pretty good arm. Uh, he's got A.J. Brown now to work with them. Uh, they have a really good football team over there, and that was just a bad, bad game for the Vikings. Uh Week three, obviously, coming back with a victory, comparing the two. Uh, they still had a lot of struggles on defense. I think we all kind of saw that. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown did a lot of A.J. Brown-type things to us over the middle and kind of just got open. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I recall, having a decent day. Uh, let me pull up the box score from this game quick. It was a better showing for the offense. Kirk Cousins, I know, ended up with uh, 260 yards and two touchdowns, I believe, no picks on, like, the three he had on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Uh, DeAndre Swift ended up with seven carries for 31 yards, 4.4 yards a carry. Uh, Jamal Williams ended up with 20 carries and 87 yards. I know Swift was battling some injuries there. Uh, Williams also scored two touchdowns. Uh, Vikings defense allowing about four yards a rush there. That's a bit high. Uh, however, their offense did counter. Delvin Cook with a pretty good day before he left with the shoulder injury, 96 and a touchdown. Uh, Alexander Madison came in a relief put up a pretty good day, four yards a carry, and also his own rushing touchdown. Vikings averaging 4.9 per carry on the day. I think we need to see them stick with the run a lot more often going forward. Uh, DeAndre Swift also only had uh, three catches, so he only had 10 targets on the day. I know he was battling ankle issues and everything else, uh, so not a typical day for them. Uh, yeah, Vikings left. I'm on Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, and Josh Reynolds wide open on that uh, Carson – or, sorry, Carson – Jared Goff, who was drafted in the same draft class as Carson Wentz. Uh kind of do a lot of things to him over the middle there. Goffins with uh, 277 on a touchdown, and then that Hail Mary interception at the end, if we even want to count that one. Uh, K.J. Osborne, the hero of the day, obviously getting wide open on that corner out for Kirk Cousins, and Cousins threw a dime right to him, hit him for the 28-yard go-ahead game-winning touchdown. K.J. Osborne ends the day with 5 for 73 in the touchdown. Adam Thielen gets on the board this year with a red zone touchdown, was wide open in the back of the end zone. He ends with 6 for 61. Irv Smith uh, coming back after that god-awful drop he had that I think a lot of Vikings fans are still upset about. That would have really swung the momentum of the game in the Philadelphia uh, ends with two for 32. He did have six targets, so there was four missed passes there. Uh, 
Oh, I got an alert here. Hold on. I quit that. All right. Ben Ellefson, uh, two for 24. He had a couple nice catch and runs. And Johnny Munt also had a couple nice catch and runs. Uh, ends uh, pretty well there. Justin Jefferson, kind of the story of the day. Only three catches for 14 yards. He was double covered all freaking day by uh, uh, Jalen Reed. Or, I'm sorry, Jalen Reed. He was right below on the box short. He was uh, double covered all, all day by Jeff Akuda and uh, the safeties for the Lions. They uh, really they tightened it up. They made Kirk work for it, and as we saw, they had a big. They had two ten point leads that the Vikings were able to come back from. I think they kind of buckled down and was like, "Hey, we got more than Justin Jefferson out there." Jalen Rieger even had a catch. They got the three tight ends. Madison with a sixteen yard catch and run. C.J. Ham with a couple nice uh, little dump off runs, and then they also got K.J. and Adam Thielen more involved. And I think that's going to need to be the key going forward if you can start saying, "Hey, yes, we have this weapon in Justin Jefferson." But I got two really good players over here that I can throw to instead if you want to pay all your attention to him. It's going to help open up, and then they're going to realize, dang, maybe we can't double Jefferson every play. Uh, and it's going to help. Uh, I think Kirk played a lot better. He stepped up in the pocket a few times like that game-winning touchdown pass. He took a couple licks we saw too and uh, really uh, did a lot better than he did under pressure in Philadelphia. Uh, Dalvin Cook with the one fumble on the play, he got hurt. He ran into Ezra Cleveland and dropped the ball. Defender didn't know he had dropped the ball yet and tackled Delvin Cook from behind and uh, popped his shoulder out of the socket because Cook, for some reason, has not been wearing his harness yet this year. Sounds like Cook might give it a go. It might be a 50-50 split for you fantasy football players, uh, even daily fantasy players, uh, looking at uh, if you're looking at taking either Delvin Cook or Alexander Madison. I think Madison might be your safer bet here, but I don't. At this point, it sounds like Cook uh, should play and get hit, get a ha- handful of touches as well to see how he can do uh, when they're over the pond in London on Sunday morning. Well, Sunday morning for us, Sunday mid-afternoon over there. Uh, so a lot of things to like from the offense in this performance. Again, they yeah, the defense uh, really kind of struggled, I think, again. Jordan Hicks did lead us with 14 tackles. I know that's not the first time he's led us in tackles. Uh, Josh Metellus, our safety, is second in tackles. Uh, the Harrison Smith replacement, as he was out with a concussion. Eric Kendricks, also with 11 tackles. Um, that's uh, Two linebackers being in your leaders, yeah, that's, I like it. Yeah, Also, the safety having to make 11 tackles and 9 solo. I, I'm worried that uh, that means that they're really breaking the line and getting through to the back end of our coverage here. Um Something I hope Ed Donatel can look at on tape and figure it out. Uh, it's also on Donatel and they're double teaming a guy like Daniel Hunter, who's a force on the field, as we all know. Um, he needs to find ways to exploit that. They double covered Hunter well, whether it was a fullback or running back coming out of the backfield or a tight end staying on him. Or even sometimes, depending on uh, the, which way the play was going, they would even pull the guard over to have two on one against Hunter. Uh, Donatel needs to be quicker at finding at exploiting that, seeing that on tape, seeing it's happening a lot. And when you have two guys on one guy, that opens up a hole somewhere, so you need to find it and get somebody through it, whether it's Harrison Phillips, whether it's one of the linebackers like Kendricks or Hicks. Just there's a lot of things I think Donatel could be adjusting. And also the one thing that's really bothered me, being a former wide receiver and defensive back in high school, uh over the middle. Man, that's just Either go with them, man. You can't just leave them there because that's a free 10 yards and they're going to turn, catch, and run, get an extra five yards. Now you got a 15-yard gain. It's just, it's mind-blowing why they keep leaving that part open. Even float a linebacker out there or something. That way he's ready for the run or the pass. And I know Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks and them are good enough linebackers to do that and have zero problem with it. Just a lot going on there. Yeah, 
Eagles game, I really don't want to hit a lot on. It was a god-awful performance. Kirk Cousins, three picks. Uh, it's, obviously, he played a lot better. Delvin Cook had a better day. We got him more involved. We got him uh, 17 rushes and zero catches. So he had 17 touches on the day. He had a long of 13 yards. Uh Madison, 7 for 28, like we had already talked about. He also had a reception. I think uh, Madison hanging on to him was the right right call, at least at this point. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of calling for him to be cut. Uh, but, you know, looking at Delvin already hurt and hurting. And then we have Ty Chandler and Kine and Wangwu uh, as the backups behind them. I would rather have Madison in this situation than those two, at least at this point in their careers. Um, I don't doubt Madison does not return next year. I think he's going to go try to find an RB1 opportunity. Um and then we're going to need Ty Chandler, one of these other guys, to step up and be a uh, running back, too, unless we want to go sign a free agent. But I think we have enough other holes on the roster and we need to address in that aspect. Uh, yeah, looking at other things, obviously, the Greg Joseph with the two missed field goals on the day, both from 56 yards. Uh, just one of those things, if it's not there, it's not there. I can't blame him for trying. They were, you know, we know Joseph can hit those. It just wasn't his day kicking from that far out. Uh, was four for four on extra points. Uh, Austin Seibert, the uh, Lions kicker, we did also see two missed field goals and also that huge, huge field goal at the end that he missed that would have allowed the Vikings to even kick a field goal to tie and send it to overtime instead of making the Vikings need a touchdown. So it made it a little tougher on the defense to say, hey, you can allow them to get down here, but this and this and this. It's a lot harder uh, in football when you have or when you don't get points and now it's all of a sudden they can tie it with this or win it with that rather than, hey, they need to do this. Hey, they need a touchdown. Hey, lock down the end zone. Don't let them in. And I think that's I think that really hurt the Lions. Kind of killed their uh, momentum a little bit when uh, Seibert missed that last field goal that would have made the Vikings need a touchdown, which they ended up getting. Um, but yeah, I think all around a better performance week three. Uh, going into week four against the Saints on Sunday morning, uh, 8:30 a.m. Central Time kickoff here in Minneapolis. Uh, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I really do. Uh, the Saints have some good players. I know they have some injuries right now as well. Let me see if there's anything that pops up when I click on here. As far as injuries go, uh, for the Saints, safety Marcus May, Marcus Davenport, Deontay Hardy, Michael Thomas questionable, Jameis Winston questionable. Uh, we've had our problems with Taysom Hill in the past if he is asked to be the quarterback. So I hope uh, Winston's able to play because I like our chances a lot better. Even though I know they use Taysom Hill in a lot of different varieties. Uh, current line on the game, the Vikings are favored by two and a half points. Uh, the money line on it is minus 140, meaning if you wanted to win an additional $100 on top of your bet, you'd have to put down 140. You can also reduce that cut in half. Say you wanted to win 50, you'd have to put down 70, and so on and so forth. Uh, Saints coming into this game also at 1-2, and 0-3 oh against the spread. The Vikings are 2-1, and 1-2 one, one against the spread because they did not cover against the Lions. I believe they were five or six-point favorites, and they obviously only won by four. Uh, let's see if there's any other notes it gives me on here. It does not give me much for notes on here. Alvin Kamara has 24 carries for 100 yards versus Delvin Cook, who only has 203 yards on 43 carries. So a little uh, difference in there when uh, they both get involved with uh, – Kind of the running game it looks like uh, Kamara's a little more of a yards per carry kind of guy. Uh, Kirk Cousins currently 74 of 119, 758, five touchdowns and all three interceptions on Monday Night Football. Coming in to face Jameis Winston, who are pretty comparable in uh, passing stats here, with Jameis Winston being 73 for 115 on pass attempts, 858 yards, so 100 yards more on one less completion. 
uh, four touchdowns and five interceptions through three games versus Kirk Cousins' three. Uh, Justin Jefferson's still a leading receiver of the Vikings, even though he only had 14 yards on Sunday. Uh, he's got 18 receptions for 246 yards versus Chris Olave, who's been the rookie Saints leading wide receiver this year. 17 receptions, 268 yards, so a little bit more of a big play guy, it looks like. And as we see that with the completion and yardage difference between Winston and Cousins there as well, they might get a few more big plays out of their receiving than the Vikings try to draw up. Uh, let's look around the NFL for a week three recap here. A lot of bizarre, bizarre stuff going on. Uh, a lot of weird, weird things going on in, in the NFL. I know we saw the uh, Bills beat the uh, – or the Bills lose to the Dolphins on that weird – two have collapsed on the field and they put them back in the game. I, I'm baffled by that to learn it wasn't concussion. I don't know if I'm believing it. Uh, but anyway, the Dolphins will kick off Thursday Night Football with the Bengals this week at Cincinnati. Uh, currently looking at, uh, I believe Tua's supposed to play. However, I don't know the extent of his injury, if he's going to uh, be able to go. So otherwise, uh, beloved former Viking Teddy Bridgewater will be making a start tonight for Miami for his hometown Miami Dolphins in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, funny enough, when Teddy returned from his knee injury, it was in Minneapolis, also against the Bengals. So if he had to kind of be kind of a cool round circle moment for him to make a start for his hometown team against that same team. Uh, I would think at least. Uh, the Bengals are favored by three and a half at home tonight. If you're looking for a betting nugget on it, tough to say. I, I would take the Bengals at home, especially if Tua is not going to play. Uh, Over-under is 48 and a half. That's kind of a right on where I would expect maybe even under. Uh, I did the math on it not that long ago and only uh, – like one in three, about one in three uh, games were going over 50 points. Uh, so being 48 and a half is still very much in play. Uh, however, I just think both teams, uh, I, Thursday night games, I just don't like. I think they're run heavy. The quarterbacks don't always do a lot. Otherwise, you, you know, you're wearing your quarterback out. And Joe Burrow takes hits. So I don't know how great a shape he's in just three days off a game. Uh, but yeah, I would still take the Bengals at home. I think they are the better team, even though the Dolphins are three and zero, and they have looked very good so far. Uh, big question is if Tua is going to play or not. Uh, Sunday, like we had said, we got the Vikings and Saints. Uh, we also have the Browns and the Falcons. Kind of an interesting matchup. The Falcons have kind of been a sneaky team this year. They're only one and two, but they've put up a fight in every game so far. Browns coming in at two and one. Uh, Nick Chubb already four rushing touchdowns to three games. He's off to a strong start. Marcus Mariota has looked very good for the Falcons. He's you know obviously we know the scrambler from his days in Tennessee uh, has 640 yards and three TDs passing this year. Uh, I believe Drake London has at least two of those. They're rookie first round pick. Um, I would look for. This to be another very close game for the Falcons. I think the Browns are the better team on both sides of the ball. Uh, I'll give it to the Browns. They are currently favored by one and a half. Uh, but I feel like this could be another very close, even kind of ugly game at times for both sides. But I'm going to give the nod to the Browns here. Commanders and Cowboys. Um, I think the Commanders are a better team than people are going to give them credit for, even though they're one and two. Obviously, they had that uh, lost the Lions that they came storming back. The Cowboys are a good team, even without Dak Prescott. Um, however, I am worried about that, obviously. Uh, uh, I think I know Mal Michael Gallup is due back here uh, any week now, uh, but I think. In Dallas, I'm going to give the nod to the Cowboys, but, man, the Commanders can keep this a close game. I feel like they have a really good defense. I know they're kind of losing a couple of injuries here. Carson Wentz with 861 yards and seven touchdowns already on the year. That might be the league leader. Um, 
are one of the league leaders uh, so far this year. Seahawks and Lions, I'm going to give this one to the Lions at home. Uh, they're currently favored by four. I would think that they could hit that, especially if DeAndre Swift's going to play a game-breaker he can be. Jared Goff has looked really good. He's got seven touchdown passes. Amon Ross St. Brown's averaging uh, over 10 yards a catch right now. He's looked really, really good as well. Uh, I think this is something that uh, the Lions should be able to take at home and move to 2-2 two and two on the year. Uh, Colts and or Titans at Colts, um, one one and one versus one and two in a divisional matchup in Indy. Because Indy's at home, I'm tempted to give them the nod, but I think Tennessee is actually a better team than they're going to get credit for as well. Uh, Tennessee's been kind of off to a slow start as well here, uh, but I think they're a good team. Another one I think is going to be a very close game, and I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Colts just because they're at home. That typically plays a little bit of an advantage. Uh, an interesting matchup for the weekend. we got Bears and Giants, both teams at 2-1. and one. Who saw that coming? Uh, Daniel Jones is off to a decent start. Saquon Barkley has been a very good player for the Giants so far this year. Giants at home, I like. I think they're going to beat the Bears. Um, Justin Fields seems to be a one-trick pony uh, so far this year, and I think he only completed eight passes when they beat the Texans last week. So if they can figure out how to stop David Montgomery and uh, Khalil Herbert, I think this is the Giants' game to lose. Giants are currently favored by three at home. Yeah, that's a pretty good line. Um, otherwise, yeah, I would say take the Giants at home on the spread as well. Um, the Bears just have not played very consistent football this year. Obviously, they're 2-1, and one, but they've also beaten the Texans, the 49ers in a rain game that uh, – Nobody could play well in, and then they lost to the Packers pretty handedly in week two on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Giant or Giants, Jaguars and Eagles. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles at home here. The Jaguars are two and one. They've put up a really good fight in every game. That one game they even lost, I recall. Uh, they they're a scrappy team, but I think the Eagles, like I said earlier, are one of the best teams in football right now. I'm going to take the Eagles at home. Uh, current line six and a half. So yeah, give me the Eagles by a touchdown. I'd be pretty comfortable with that. Jets and Steelers, a game I would not touch uh, on the betting line. Both teams have looked really ugly at times and also have had some really good things going together for them. Uh, Joe Flacco has had 900 yards passing and five touchdowns in the first three weeks. Uh, I know Zach Wilson is due back soon here, but I know uh, they said they're going to give him as much as much rest as they can. Uh, so if it's – Pittsburgh at home, I really don't want to pick a side because it's, I think, just an ugly game. But because they're at home, I will take the Steelers. I think Najee Harris can have a pretty good day against this Jets defense, and that can be a difference for for them. Uh, my opinion, game of the week, Bills and Ravens. 2-1 uh, and one Bills, 2-1 and one Ravens. Lamar Jackson's been a stud uh, so far this year. Uh, Josh Allen, 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns already. Lamar Jackson, the leading rusher in this game with 243 yards and also has two rushing touchdowns. Stephon Diggs off to a great start, four touchdowns, 344 yards this year. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Bills. Uh, they are currently favored by three. I'd feel pretty comfortable with that. I think the Ravens are kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team as they're trying to get their game figured out. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins kind of in and out. Nobody knows if he's fully healthy or not yet. Um, until they can get their backfield adjusted, I think Buffalo is the more complete team, and Buffalo should win this game. Uh, Chargers and Texans. The Chargers are off to a horrible start. Now they're down, I believe, 2 alignment. I know Rashawn Slater, their second-year left tackle, is out, and Cor- uh, Corey Lindsley, I believe, is also out. I know he left the last game injured as well. Uh, Justin Herbert off uh, to a decent start. He's got 900 yards and seven touchdown passes. Um 
man, I really don't want to pick the Texans to win a game, but I've, if there's one for the Texans to win at home, it's this one. Uh, Keenan Allen's a questionable guy. He Unknown if he's going to play yet. Sounds like he was supposed to return to practice this week, so that's promising. Um, man, if there was a game for the Texans to win, it'd be this one, but I'm still going to take the Chargers on the road. I think they are a better team, but I, I know I think Bosa just got hurt as well, so we'll see there. But I think even that they should have a rebound game against the Texans. Uh, 3 o'clock game in Charlotte, Cardinals and Panthers. Uh, could be a little bit of a rainy one there. Uh, hopefully that hurricane doesn't make it too far up the coast for them uh, by then. Cardinals going into Charlotte at 1-2, and two, and the Panthers coming in also at 1-2. and two. Kyler Murray off to a decent start. We saw him make some big plays, especially in that Raider game. I don't know how he does it. Um, Carolina currently favored by a point and a half. Depending on the injury status of this one, I'm going to take the Cardinals outright to win it on the road. Um, I think they're a better team, especially if Kyler Murray's playing playing well. It depends if it's Call of Duty weekend or not. Uh, James Conner, I think, is the most underappreciated running back in the league. Uh, guy's just a workhorse and can do everything for him. Uh, Marquise Brown's been a pretty good receiver. They've got Greg Dortch, the rookie nobody saw coming uh, back. I think they're getting Rondale Moore back as well. I think the Cardinals are the more complete team, even though the Panthers have been scrappy these first couple weeks. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll take the Cardinals on the road here. Uh, Patriots at Packers without Mac Jones. I don't give the Patriots a whole heck of a lot of a chance here. Brian Hoyer's a good backup, but that's he's a backup. That's the problem here. Uh, Packers at home. I think Packers roll here. They're favored by 9.5. I would be pretty comfortable taking him at 9.5 or 10. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. 684 and four touchdowns through four weeks. Uh, they're finally starting to run the ball more with Aaron Jones, which is good for my fantasy team. Uh, the Patriots are doing their usual self. They don't have a consistent receiving core. Nelson Aguilar is the re- leading receiver for both teams in this one. I know the Packers have been dealing with some injuries uh, and stuff as well on the receiver side, so I'm not surprised to see they don't have the leading receiver in this game. But, yeah, I like Packers at home to roll uh, over the Patriots, which makes the Saints game all the more important for the Vikings. Uh, Broncos at Raiders, 0-3 Raiders and 2-1 Broncos. Uh, Broncos have really come back from that uh, awful Monday night game they started out the season with in Seattle. They had that ugly, ugly game last weekend against the 49ers. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders at home here. I think they're a better team. I, they haven't been – they've been you know, kind of just outplayed, and I think they're kind of figuring it out. Um, I think the Broncos have just gotten lucky a few times. They have a pretty good defense they can lean on, but that offense under Russell Wilson and uh, the old uh, Packers offense coordinator need to get on the same page because something's going on with that offense there. And if they can figure it out, they'll be a good team. But I think right now I'm going to take – the Raiders are hungry and they're pissed off, and they're going to go into a divisional game at home hungry, and I'm going to take the Raiders at home here to get their first win of the season. Uh, Sunday night, a uh, fun game that might be played here in Minneapolis. Uh, Chiefs and Buccaneers, Sunday night football, uh, either in Tampa Bay or Minneapolis where weather won't be a factor indoors. Uh, right now, the Chiefs are favored by one. If the weather comes into play, I'm going to take the Bucks. I think the Bucks have a very good defense and maybe even a better run game that's more made for a rainy day. Um, if the game is here where they can kind of throw the ball over the ballpark, I'm going to take uh, Patrick Mahomes and company. So it kind of depends. I'm waiting on that one up until game time to see well, up until they'll make a decision before game time. Uh, next uh, day or so here when they announce what they're doing with this one. Uh, Monday Night Football should be a fun one. Rams and 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo obviously in for the injured Trey Lance. The Rams have looked okay at times. Stafford has shown glimpses of life, and sometimes they just look sloppy. They're finally getting Cam Akers back up to speed. Cooper Cup's been a stud for them these first three weeks. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., the replacement for Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers, is the leading running back in this game with only 181 yards on the season. Um, 
Man, this one's a <coughs> excuse me, a very tough one. I like I like the Rams on the road here. I think uh, the 49ers defense is going to cause problems, but I think they're familiar enough to know that uh, the Rams know how to beat this team. And we saw it last year in the NFC Championship game and everything else. Uh, it's going to be a fired up crowd, crowd uh, at uh, Levi Stadium, but. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams on the road here. I think that's going to be a fun Monday night game to watch to put your feet up and kick back after a long Monday at work. Uh, so we'll get into a little more in-depth here with the Saints and Vikings. We got fun storylines here. Obviously, Kirk Cousins is going to be healthy. Is Delvin Cook going to play? What's the Saints injury situation look like? It's in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's going to be a fun environment, looks like, from what I can see on the Facebook and Instagram stories. It's looking like a lot of fun over there already. I'm very excited for these teams. It sounds like a fun opportunity for these guys to get to go play over there. Uh, but I like the Vikings to win here. I think they go to 3-1, and one, a big win uh, away from home, which is a neutral site game. It would normally be a road game for them, so a huge that they get an extra home game uh, and one last road game. Uh, both teams have to travel. Uh, yeah, like I said, very fun game. I think this is going to be a close game right now. Vikings by 2.5. I feel comfortable taking them at that. Uh Hopefully Delvin Cook can play. We want to be able to see how that shoulder is, but if he has to sit a game, totally understand. Uh, maybe, you know, get him out there, maybe get him 5, 10 touches and see how he's feeling or if that brace needs to be adjusted, if he's can go, go full go. Uh, the only way to really test it is do it. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Vikings are going to win, uh, go to 3-1 and one here and kind of, as we all expect them, they come home and play the Bears next week. So uh, until next time, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. And as always, Skull Vikes.